KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Welcome to Before You Go. I'm Nicole Franklin. And I'm Bryant Monte. <laughs> oh, Bryant, we're live in studio. Such a pleasure to be on the mic right here at KBLA Talk 1580. And Bryant, it's Oscar weekend. Is it? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> no. That's me singing in the background, by the way. Oh, That's yeah. Me. The dulcet tones of Brian Tomate. I wish I could sing. Some people think I can, but then I start singing. And they say, no, that's all right. <laughs> this is such a pleasure. I just want to say shout out to everyone in Los Angeles. Uh, this is a joy to be here because, you know, I live in Virginia. You live in St. Louis. And we got Anita. Our producer. Shout out to Anita. Shout out to Anita. And shout out to Miles. Uh, she lives in Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> and Miles came in early today. I'm so thankful. Thank you, Miles, um, who's amazing. He does amazing work at, here at KBLA Talk 1580. We are excited about this one hour we have with you, and we want you guys to call in. This is exciting for us because this is the first time we're going live, and the number to call us, please call us, at one 800 I always got to say the one. 800-920-1580. Yes. 800-920-1580. That's the number to call us. And, of course, it's Oscar weekend. It is. And why do we care about the Oscars? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ask myself every year. Why uh, well, should I care? Why do I care? And and so um, I think that it's um, a turning of the tide because there was a, a popular hashtag that came out a few years ago, 2015, I believe, from April Rain. Shout out to you, April. Hey, um, Oscar's so white, she said on Twitter, and that went viral because it pretty has much, been. Pretty much. Yeah, and yeah. it has been through the lifetime of the Oscars. Yeah. Very, very white. Um, and then things started happening. You know, there were members of the academy that um, became multicultural. They started inviting people. We're going to have one of those invitees with us this morning, which is oh, exciting. And um, and we have an Oscar nominee this morning who yes. is a black man. One of my favorites. Yeah, Stanley Nelson. And there are a few other uh, document. We're in the category of documentaries, everybody. Um, documentaries that we're talking about this morning. And uh, that is very much um, a rainbow. So we're excited about that. But as well as the Oscars itself, it's produced by Will Packer this year. Will Packer yeah, of Girls I saw that. Trip. I saw him on the news. <laughs> I was like, Will Packer's doing this? Yes. So and it should be an exciting show nonetheless. I think Beyonce's got to, well, Beyonce's scheduled to show up. Let's see if she oh. does. And But yeah, I mean, there's been more involvement uh, with uh Paying attention to right. the blackness of it, my cousin Reginald Hudlin has produced it um, at least once. The Oscars, so you know, thank you, Oscars. Thanks for recognizing thank us. So, so if, we, if we ever submit a film, please remember us. Please remember us. But you know, what? we have Bryant our own. Monte Nicole Franklin. <laughs> we have our own awards, right, Bryant? I mean, we have our own like yeah recognition and our. Well, own well I think they make attempts, and sometimes these attempts are you know just like oh, okay, let's do a little something uh i think they need to recognize the value and the quality of the work that a lot of african americans in particular put into the films that mm -hmm. they are in or that they produce or yeah. direct uh on multiple levels because i think it's you know it, it's unfair to not recognize so many talents and some of the 
I don't know, but I've seen movies that win, and I'm just like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, how, how did this one win? And maybe I'm out of touch. Maybe I'm not up to date or whatever it is, but I just never quite understand what they understand. And maybe it's a thing like going to the art museum or oh, my. and saying, wow, this is beautiful <laughs> art, and I just don't see that. You know? So, I mean, you're an artist, Nicole. And you are, um, too. Yeah, I, I think you're deeper than me in the field. But, um, you know, some things I see and, and I, I wonder what resonates with people mm-hmm. oftentimes doesn't resonate with the academy. That part, I'm not sure how that works. Mm-hmm. Because people can love it and the so-called academy people see something different. I can say there is a campaign that usually has to happen with uh, getting your film okay. in front of those Oscar eyes. But because they because. have now included a lot of people from different backgrounds now. There we go. <laughs> it's like, hey, wait a minute. I know you want to push that. And I saw that film coming because it had the Oscar formula. But what about so-and-so, you know, who uh, is black Latinx, you know, Asian, <laughs> and right. they have um, a film just as worthy. And we have those voices in the room now. That's so exciting. It is. And I think, you know, you have to have that diversity because a lot of people see life in a different lens. Um, and I think it's all about storytelling. Yes. Deep down, this is all about the stories that we watch. Whether they put a lot of money behind it to produce a major film, that's one thing. And sometimes you feel like that might be a little unfair. <laughs> You know, oh, if they have yeah. a fifty, hundred, fifty million right. dollar budget, and it's not uh, my budget, a, another <laughs> film has two million dollar budget. How about five thousand? Yeah, or five thousand. <laughs> right. Done a couple of films like but, that. But I think you know, going back in time, and you see just how um, so many people have have done so many great works, and I think we need to recognize them as well, and the ones that are still producing wonderful, amazing films also. Like Stanley Nelson, who's joining us this morning. He is nominated for Attica. Let's take a listen to... Attica was... Fear. There was 70% black and brown. Prisoners, all white guards. What could go wrong? Grab the guards, grab the keys. All hell broke loose. Powerful, powerful piece. What did we just hear? What was that? That was Attica. So Attica. that is a nominated documentary feature co-directed by Stanley Nelson. He does some great work. Excellent work. And Tracy A. Curry yeah. does too. So okay. his uh, co-director. I haven't met her yet, but I've known Stanley a long time. And this is a long time coming. And, and, and we did do an interview with him. So that's going to be coming up on the show. And we have an exciting show. We want you to call in. One eight hundred nine two zero one five eight zero. Are you? What do you think of the Oscars? That's the conversation. Yeah. Here on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Wisdom from our elders and griots. More before you go. You go. When we come forward on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Good morning. This is KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. I'm Bryant Monte, and I'm Nicole Franklin. <laughs> and you know we host that show before you go. Everybody listens, right? Yeah. So we we usually on the weekends, but now we're going to be on the weekday of Friday. So to, today is our first time being on the air live. Mm-hmm. Can't you tell we're live? We are. This is exciting. It is. I'm so I'm so glad to be in Los Angeles. Uh, a foggy morning for everyone, so be careful out there as you're driving. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of fog. I forgot about fog. Vampire fog. It felt <laughs> like this morning because I live on the East Coast uh, right now, and so we don't have a whole lot of fog. But. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But this is beautiful. I've had a great time. How about yourself? We've been here uh, two days now. Yeah, it's like coming home because I started my career here in Los Angeles. Oh, my. Yeah, so yes. it's been kind of cool, like recognizing streets. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, some yeah. some beautiful memories, some dark memories, but always good L.A., sunny L.A. Thank you. Yes, and we just want to thank you all also for your support because this has been a great venture for us uh, yes. doing the show. And hope you hopefully you enjoy it, uh, talking to our elders. And today we're talking about the Oscars since that's the buzz around town, I believe. Yeah, right? it is. <laughs> Depends on what part of town you live in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I guess some people are talking about it, you know, and we're talking about diversity when it comes to the Oscars. So we have a few guests that are going to come on and talk to us about it. Yes, and also Bryant and I are historical documentary, historical narrative nerds. So <laughs> we love right. to get first-person accounts from our 100-year-old guests or slightly younger, slightly older. But uh, Stanley Nelson, um, mm -hmm. who is nominated for one of the documentary feature awards, or the documentary feature award this year, um, has thrived in yeah. historical documentary. And uh, you have been curious about Stanley's oh, work for a yeah. while, right? He, he does some amazing amazing work and, and the footage that he gets is just amazing like how did you find this mm -hmm. <laughs> and we asked yeah, him about we that. did we did i always look at your film and i wonder how do you find all this footage and to find all these treasure troves of footage and sound and all these other things that you find i think that's amazing how you you have such a great way of finessing or getting access yeah. to a lot of this stuff yeah, I mean, I, I think because I, I, I've done a number of historical films, you know, my first film was $2 in a Dream about Madam C.J. Walker, yeah. where, you know, I was basically doing everything. I mean, I, I you know, produced, directed, wrote, mm -hmm. edited, edited the film. You know, I researched. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally, you know, did did everything or part you of it. You were $2 in a Dream. Right. I was, <laughs> I was $1 in a Dream. <laughs> trying to get two. Um, you know, I did sound on the film. I mean, so one of the things that 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 I, I learned, you know, um, from that film, and, and then over 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 the years, is um, kind of archival research, or at least how to guide archival research. You know, and one thing that that I that 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 we do, two things that we do. One is that you know, from the very first day, we make a uh, wish list of archival footage and and what we're looking for, and we and you know we. We hire an archival researcher, and basically, uh, the, a woman named Ro Rosemary Rotundi did the archival for Attica, and she was basically on on the film from the first day, you know, for a year and a half. You know, we, wow. as much as we possibly can afford, you know, we we don't kind of hire somebody to do archival, you know, for yeah. a month or two at the end, or right. you know, we try to hire. Sometimes we can't afford it, we hire them, you know, for for mm -hmm. you know. Sometime at the beginning, sometime at the middle, and then sometime at the end. But we, but we really take that seriously. We look at archival as another character. And then the other thing I, I think that that I say from from um, making doing archival myself is, um, you know, just when we look for archival, everybody just have a positive attitude and uh, and look with love, you know. And a lot of times people look at me like I'm nuts That's great. You know, for That's saying great. that. But I really believe it. You I know, love that, it. that if you really are positive and, you know, just just look with love for, for stuff, you can find stuff. And um, we had the extra extra uh, uh, challenge of making this whole film in the time of COVID. 
And one of the things that happened was that the archival uh, divisions, you know, of, of ABC, CBS, NBC, you know, universities, they just shut down. Shut down, right. They shut down completely. So, you know, that, so ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, they have to continue to broadcast. So, right. you know, who can they who can they get out of the building, you know, so that they're not spreading COVID? Well, the archival department. So the archival department shut down and we had to kind of work through that and just continue to, to, to right, know, right. push and shove and ask them and, and, and needle them. But but with love and, and positivity and, and we found stuff. I think what helped was that we knew that some stuff existed. You know, yes. you know we knew that some stuff existed. And yes. then, we'll, but so what we were trying to do was just find more, 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 and everything, everything, everything. Can you talk about how you found um, for Attica the pictures when the men were lined up naked? Yeah, so so all that stuff came from uh, a lawyer, a lawyer who worked uh, with with the Attica brothers uh, with the suit that they they had for twenty five years. A woman named Liz Fink. Uh, and she did pro, pro bono work um, for, I think, for 25 years or so trying wow. to get uh, their suit. And, and um, she passed away and all of this stuff was in her archive. Um, so, um, you know, they, she said to, you know, uh, we, we got to the archive and, and they said, yeah, we got a lot of stuff. Here it is, you know, um, mm. You know, um, and kind of dumped it on us, and and so much of it was so surprising. You know, the the photos of the guys nude, and and uh, you know, uh, big black with a football under his chin, and 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 those photos, which obviously, you know, kind of nobody knows exactly where they who took them, or you know, or where they came from. Right. They were used in evidence, when you know, in her suit, um, but they're obviously, you know. Perf- beautiful professional photos i mean if i can wor- use the word beautiful because there there's something that you know anybody that sees the film really remembers because they're so stark and you know Absolutely. and then you know as as you know senator john dunn who passed away says you know in the film you know it reminds it, it just can't help but remind you of depictions of the of, of, ship. of african uh, africans being uh, loaded onto boats uh, during the slave trade also, we've been told over and over again by audiences that it, it reminds them of concentration camps. You know, the pictures of Auschwitz and, and other uh, concentration camps. Those mm. pictures, Ryan, those, the, and the entire film, right. we've heard one narrative. If you were around in um, the 70s or heard this um, story, mm-hmm. you heard about a prison riot, but you didn't hear about prisoners who the filmmakers right. really humanize here because they actually brought people to the negotiation table. And we get this behind the scenes footage, that rare footage you asked about. And Stanley again brought it, Stanley and team. Um, and it's nominated for an Oscar historical documentary at its best, I would say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, Stanley Nelson does amazing work. I mean, yes. he's excited about this award. Yes. Uh, no doubt. But he's done so many projects and I don't want to isolate anyone that's not into the uh, documentary film uh, watching business <laughs> or, or producing documentaries, but I think everyone appreciates the work that goes into this. Uh, having done documentaries myself, and of course you've, you've done a number of them yourself, Nicole, uh, we're fans of great work as everybody is that sees not just this film, but some of the others that he's produced, you know, um, 
I, I could think of uh, the Miles Davis uh, documentary. Oh, the Miles Davis, Birth of Cool. Right, yeah. <laughs> Birth of Cool. Um, and so today we're going to talk about the Oscars. We are here on KVLA Talk 1580. We want you to call in also, because that's exciting for us. Yeah. At 1-800-920-1580. And I think we have a guest. Are we going to bring our guest? We do have a guest who's guest called on. in. It's a friend of mine who's worked with Stanley. Stanley many <laughs> times. Uh, but she is an award-winning filmmaker, even one um, a Peabody here and there, which I uh, nice. love that. Nice. Um, so I'm not jealous of her because she's a great friend of mine, <laughs> so talented, and a member of the Academy, a voting member. Lorenz Grant, are you there, my friend? I am here. Can you hear me? Good morning. It's a delight. Good morning, Lorenz. What a big weekend. Uh, and I'm so yes. glad to have you with us while we're live. I'm so excited to help make history. We're make history everywhere. Can't you feel the history in the making? Can't you feel it? You can feel I this. Can feel the history in the making. Through my bones. Lorenz, I want to like give people an idea of when you're doing historical documentary, um, what goes into that? Like, this is a special category for a reason. I think you and I um, have been involved in a group called the Black Documentary Collective for about two decades. And or more and um it's like being in the trenches sometimes and i remember lorenz when you um had said you even ask interviewees when they're reflecting on something that happened decades ago what was the weather like i mean you really get intricate with your details and research talk about um, how you do it thank you you are right and listening to stanley um Ah, you know, first, you know, c- congratulations to him. I mean, long yes. overdue. He's been doing films for such a long time. I mean, I think his mentor was Bill Greaves. And yeah. for me, mm-hmm. a lot of these people I got to meet uh, later, you know, once, once I moved to New York City. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have that film education knowing even about their films, you know, in college or anything. So mm-hmm. I think now even the education's changed where mm-hmm. people are just letting us know um and be aware of who's making films, what types of films are being made. It's not the same type of people making films. Um, and I think that's what's exciting. Here, here. And, you know, right. you know, uh, yes. And part of it is, <laughs> I call it, I go to the ends of the earth. <laughs> to <try laughs> you <and> do. <laughs> find uh, sources, people to be interviewed on camera, archival footage. And that is true. And I you know, have a very vivid memory of asking people what was the weather, especially on the documentary Freedom Riders, you yes. know, because oh, that, love was that, the, one. that was a great one. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, literally trying to find people. And they're like, oh, my God, you know, what bus was I on? You know, that was 50 years ago. What the weather was like 50 years ago. <laughs> what I, I had know. for breakfast? What do you mean? With your, yeah. <laughs> what I for breakfast? She will ask. And it all matters. Yes. Details. <laughs> details. Oh, Lorenz, you're, yeah. um, you won a, um, well, you won several awards. I know a big award, uh, for your recent film, Jesse Owens. And I remember the footage of him having to race against horses to, um, you yeah. know, maintain some kind of financial stability after becoming the greatest athlete in the world. It's like your film took mm. us to the heights and brought us to this beautiful man's lows and yeah and and to have that footage of the horse race literally the horse race uh it's just it grabs you thank you yes i I won emmy for jesse owens was so excited to be recognized but yeah it was devastating i mean thank you i mean 
and of course, that's a story that I didn't know. You know, we're not taught that you know, know he it. is an icon, as he should be, obviously. Um, you know, won four, um, you know, uh, medals at the, you know, what they call the Hitler Games, because that yes. was his chance to spotlight the great, you know, Aryan race. And here comes Jesse Owens just sort of blowing through, you know, <laughs> at, you know yeah. Yeah. myth after myth after myth. And then... Another part of the story we didn't know is, oh, well, then how is he going to feed his family? Yep. And he literally raises a horse in Cuba, and it's just so devastating. And that's part of why I think historical documentaries can be so important mm. to stating the obvious of bringing history alive. I like calling it that because we, if you can see it, you can really get emotionally attached. You know, if people live that era, then they can, you know, to could be a fond or, you know, tragic memory. But if you didn't know it at all, you know, you can help viewers, whether they're school kids or just average viewers, you know, get into that life and understand. And Mm -hmm. that is, you know, why you need um, the resources, the time, uh, Mm -hmm. because paying for that archive also is not inexpensive. It's unfortunately, you know, can be quite costly because some of it's very old. Sometimes you need to do film transfers. You're trying to find footage. Uh, find photographs, and it makes all the difference if you mm-hmm. can really find it and bring it home so people can see here is the greatest athlete in the world, yeah. and he has to race against a horse oh. yeah. to you know, feed his family. Now, now, this is one of the questions I asked Stanley Nelson as well. Um, when it comes to making a film, when do you know you really hit that sweet spot? Just like in golf, they say you hit the ball just yeah. right. It goes where you want it to go. And you hit it right on the money. How do you know in the process of developing a documentary that you hit that sweet spot to say, wow, that's it right there? That is an excellent question. <laughs> I feel like maybe I wish it was more like golf. Right. Yeah, we can ride around the golf cart, <laughs> cart too, the golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like, you know, or maybe, you know, we're, because half the time, I don't know, you, are you hitting in the greens? Are you hitting in, you know, what's the other part, like the sand? Or, right. you know, sometimes it feels so much like that because sometimes you don't know, you just have to keep going. Okay. And then once you keep going forward on the journey, maybe you get a unique piece of archive and you book, a, you know, a great interview. But that's, it's almost like making a documentary, like an orchestra, you know, just mm-hmm. because your first chair and flautist or violinist or viola, you still need all those other instruments and everybody has to be in tune and in sync uh, and at the top of their game to hopefully make a great orchestration, a great musical piece. And until you have that whole orchestra built out, uh, that is when you start feeling like, okay, maybe we have something here, but you almost need piece by piece. I mean, it's almost sometimes like drip by drip. And that's where it can also, you know, I jokingly tell interns, you know, it's not for the weak stomach. Uh, you need to have stamina. It really is like a marathon. <laughs> right. So Lorenz, this, uh, is, this is, this is great. We want more of this. Definitely. So everyone, you know, stay tuned. Cause we're going to have you on the next segment, right? You'll stay with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear more about And about cheers this to Stanley. Uh, yes. We're thinking about you this weekend. We'll have more when we return here on KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> the sun.
Progressive Voices. We're KBLA Talk 1580. 80, 80, 80. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Always groovy. Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. We are here in Los Angeles. ALA. KBLA Talk 1580. Thank you all for your support. I'm Bryant Monte. And I'm Nicole Franklin. And we are the host of the show, Before You Go. What a gift. What a gift. <laughs> How do we say that together? It's edited. <laughs> no, we look at each other and point. Yeah, we point. <laughs> How do you say that together? Yeah. Cue us. Cue us and we'll say it. So this is Oscar weekend. I know. I'm sorry. I got to talk over this song. I'm sorry. I know y'all want to hear this. We do. Okay, give them, give them 30 seconds more of this one. <laughs> All right, get some Marvin Gaye in the morning on this, uh, uh, yeah, today's Friday, but uh, we're not going to worry about that. <laughs> so we have a great show. This is Oscar weekend. I know a lot of you are excited about it. We've been on the phone, and who are we talking to? You remember? Lorenz Grant. Lorenz Grant. <laughs> yes. Now, she was telling us about, you know, making these wonderful documentaries. Uh, we want to continue the conversation with Lorenz Grant, and we're talking about, you know, the process of what it takes to get everyone on the team and everyone in sync with one another, whoever's producing this particular uh, documentary, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's important that we, um, you know, remember that this is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I know a statue such as an Oscar, an award is phenomenal, however... That's a lot of work that goes involved, and these are people's lives that we're uh, documenting, and we're, we're revealing certain things about, you know, situations and people. And I think we could talk more about the process of what that takes, because all of us, you know, who work in this field, you know, we have our lives, we have capturing families, history, yeah. and capturing this history. Um, you, you know, there's a lot we have to take care of outside of producing a documentary. So how do you stay on point? Um, with, with this whole process, if you want to call it that, because sometimes it takes years to put these documentaries together. Mm -hmm. uh, it sure does. Um, yeah. And <laughs> you sigh. Yes. Uh, and, you know, which, you know, is, and sometimes it's, it's great, you know, uh, you know, when you're finished in the end, but I think particularly for, you know, let's just go there, particularly African-American filmmakers, sometimes mm -hmm. it takes us even longer, you know, because you're with funding services or you need, may need to work other jobs or yeah. do other, put the film on the back burner for a while. Or, right. you know, if you raise the funding and you're lucky to get the funding raised, it just still may take years to get it all put together and edited um, and get all the interviews in because it, that is also a process. Um, mm -hmm. especially if it's an archival documentary where you are really looking everywhere for film footage. You know, mm -hmm. literally we talk about, you know, people's attics. Look in the attic. Look in the box. Look under the bed. And it sounds, you know, silly, but it is really true. And, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and they're people's lives. And so sometimes it could also take people time to want to be interviewed. 
Um, yeah. Oh yeah, because stories yeah, get so personal, not, and you got a yeah, lot of secrets and personal. family stories that come out. Mm-hmm. But how do you drag them those stories out of people, Lorenz? Because you're good at it. Give us the sweet sauce in that process. Her spell. It's her spell. Editor whom I love, a shout out to Algernon Tunstall, who is nominated for Attica. Yes, he is. Shout out, uh, Algernon. Applause, applause, shout <laughs> out. And I've had the pleasure to work with him. He edited Jesse Owens. Yes. And, you know, he would watch the footage of my interviews, and he had one comment that would be dark. It's almost like you make it feel like they're having cocktails with you. Really? <laughs> 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 You're just sitting back having a cocktail talking about your life, this tragedy in your life. Exactly. Oh, Let's talk about right. this tragic situation. So tell me about that really dark tragic moment. situation. Yes, this tragic event. Yeah. But maybe the, I think it's the patience. I think it's, I do have, I'm truly interested in people. Um, I think my journalism training has helped to listen, to um, follow up. And also, I think it is in the, what I would say, the pre interview, you know, yes. before the cameras roll try and establish a rapport, a rapport with people. Exactly. You know, that is priceless. That mm-hmm. doesn't cost money. You know, you can call them on the phone. You get here in the same city or country. You can meet them for coffee if they're available. Or, you know, even if it's an A-list celebrity or someone who's really busy and they only can give you that moment on camera and no time before, you know, mm-hmm. it's up to you to figure out how to connect with them the few minutes before you start rolling. And once you start rolling, it's a journey. You know, I call it like a journey. And mm-hmm. um, you know, try and be as prepared as possible. There's always going to be something that may, you know, you don't learn or you discover in the interview. And roll with it. But I think it really is uh, important that I take it so seriously. Um, the people that are talking to us, I say, uh, one thing I like to say is, you know, they don't owe us their story. They don't owe us the interview mm-hmm. uh, because it's their time and, and, you know, we're not paying them. Uh, and so it's up to them to take time out of their day or their life right. to look for things, look for our photos, our film footage, um, and entrust their story with us as filmmakers. And, hope, right. you know, once you get a body of work, it certainly becomes easier, but even still, not really, because even people still are nervous. It's their yeah. story. Um, and I understand that, you know, from working on uh, producing the Black Panther documentary or directing the Stay Woke Black Lives Matter documentary, mm-hmm. those were kind of black empowerment films, mm-hmm. and people are still understandably nervous about telling our stories, even though they're so important to shine a light on the rights that we have. Sometimes we can feel like the rights that we're feel like they're getting slipping away. But these are the people who fought for these rights were in the streets. It literally in the trenches. trenches. And because a lot of them got a lot of attention from law enforcement or the FBI, um, they are sometimes wary of, well, who are you? How are you going to mm-hmm. tell my story? How are you going to reflect it? How am I going to come across? And what list and are I you about that, to put me on? <laughs> what list correct. are you about to put me and, on? Yeah. You know, and sometimes, and I think that's the importance of what point of view is. Right. Like if you are the director and you are have a, a sensitivity to that subject, you, I think, can penetrate than perhaps someone else, mm-hmm. you know, right. because it's not just, oh, that's so cool, you were in the streets protesting. I mean, no, that's, it was very dangerous. Yes. Um, you know, some people, especially yeah. the Black Lives Matter activists, were like, I suddenly had like a million followers. I'm like, who are these people? I'm <laughs> right. in my little apartment. And, <laughs> you know, the, the 
spotlight and the nervousness that goes with that. So yeah. it's so much goes involved yeah. in um, making documentaries. Now, when it comes to the Oscars, because that's our subject for today, we want to know, um, what do you think about it? What, what's and, it like? And who did you vote for, Evans? Uh, yeah, she can't, she can't tell <laughs> us that. <laughs> but we want to talk about diversity. <laughs> we could talk about yeah. diversity or the lack thereof. And what do you think Correct. about what, what? What do you think about what's changed? What has changed when it comes to the Oscars? Well, I would say one huge change. Speaking personally, is I still pinch myself that I am a voter. Yeah, um, a voter. I said it's amazing <laughs> and astonishing that I get to vote on these films. I do try and take it very seriously and watch the films. And yes, we could certainly move the needle even further. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. really think you know. Thanks to April Rain and yeah. the hashtag, yeah. um, I That's got to be so in. You know, people started, it was so white. I mean, people were just looking at year after year, category after category, and it was just astonishing um, how many films and, and performances were overlooked. Um, right. And I think the major point in an ironic twist with the pandemic is because so much everything had to go online and stream mm. that also tapped into international voters and oh. viewers. And so a lot more people got to see films. I think that also maybe led to the diversity mm. of, of, of people being nominated. I mean, my goodness, we have two African-American directors in documentary of yeah. five films. Yeah. Yeah. Two out of five. I'm That's so excited about that. Astonishing. <laughs> I am very excited about that. Seems to be history making, and we mm-hmm. need to keep doing it. And hopefully, it'll give us some more wind behind our back, if you will, mm-hmm. to get more funding. To Please. you know, oh, that's a great idea, but keep me posted. You know, if one more person <laughs> to keep them posted, keep them posted about right. making a film or my life. I'm like, I can't eat on keeping me posted. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> Right. That's right. Keep sis. me posted doesn't feed my kids. Right. You and me both. <laughs> yeah, this is great. We're going to have more when we return here on KBLA Talk 1580. Wisdom from our elders and griots. More before you go. Before you go. When we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to Before You Go with Nicole Franklin and Brian Monte on KBLA Talk 1580. So. Making historical documentaries mm. is a journey, <laughs> as a journey. we've learned <laughs> with my friend Lorenz Grant. Um, she she is... was a pleasure to have with us on our show. <laughs> yeah, she's a go-getter. Oh, and yeah. so I think you need that tenacity. Um, I just want to tell you a quick story. When she was early in her career, she moved herself to Mexico, learned Spanish to become a foreign correspondent, and was a foreign co- correspondent in both Mexico and and around the Panama Canal. Oh, wow. So do you have to move across the country or to another country to do this? Sometimes across the country, you've done that, Brian, to oh, yeah. go track down archives and yeah. get these stories that we know should be out there. Tell these stories of people around the world who need recognition. Um, you know, documentary is for that. That's why I love the art form. So congrats mm. to all the nominees. Yeah, we're talking about the Oscars this morning. Hello, everyone. This yes. is I'm Brian Monte. I'm Nicole Franklin. <laughs> and we're hosting the show before you go here on KBLA Talk 1580, it is such a pleasure to be here in Los Angeles. Uh, we want you guys to call in because we don't do this very often um, <laughs> because a lot of a lot of times we're not in the studio most of the time. So we want you to call in, talk to us, tell us what you think. The number is 800 
Oh, go ahead, Nicole. No problem. 1-800-920-1580. Hey, like the way she said that. 800. (laughs) We're like an infomercial. So we're talking about the Oscars today. And, you know, sometimes I I like to do silly research. Like, where'd that name come from? So did you know that the Oscar was originally named for uh, the Academy Board of Merit? That's what it used to be called. Doesn't sound as sexy as Oscar. Oh, you mean that used to be the name? That used to be the name. Oh, okay. I thought they got Oscar right. from that name. Okay. No, no. So <laughs> the Academy. Okay, merit. Um, false. Okay, because the, again, there are really great exactly. films out there. That so merit a lot of awards. <laughs> Don't in the lie. Oscar. Don't right. lie, Academy Awards. <laughs> so according to some of this history, MGM art director Cedric Gibson Gibbons so designed the original statue, which was a sword welding crusader for the art standing on a film reel. Ooh. Now, he would go on to garner 28 nominations and take home 11 awards. Now, his collaborator was sculptor George Stanley reported he modeled the statue after a Mexican model and actor Emilio El Indio Fernandez. Mm. So upon seeing the bronze, I'm just reading some of this history. I want to look them up. <laughs> upon seeing the bronze and gold image of that familiar crusader holding a sword, Academy librarian Margaret Herrick mm-hmm. reportedly remarked that it looked like her uncle Oscar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. A roundabout uh, way. Right. So she would later become name. the executive director of the Academy until 1971 yeah. and would get her own Oscars namesake with the Academy's library, now called the Margaret uh, Herrick Library. Mm. Um, and there's also some other people who said, I got the credit for naming it Oscar. But <laughs> this is the Oscar weekend. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about the Oscars? What do you guys think about the Oscars? We want your feedback. Um, and just tell us what you think. Yes. And who's up at 5 a.m.? Who's up? Yeah, because we're we going to. Yes, we are. <laughs> and we're going to be here we on Fridays at 5 a.m. Yeah. So 5 a.m. before you go, where we talk to um, history makers and people who just yeah. uh, are living history because they've been around for a bit. Yeah. And I love these stories because so many times you you don't know unless you ask. Um and when you start asking and people really want to share, um, that's when you really find out more about family, uh, you know, different history that yeah. we have no idea. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've enjoyed about this show is that um, we, we've learned so much in the process of this. Yes. You know, doing news for quite a while, uh, you, you learn some things, but you learn a lot when you go deeper. Mm-hmm. And so our guests have often taken us on journeys that we did not expect. And sharing us, you know, this vital history, because if you don't know your history, you're, you're going to get lost. Or repeat some bad acting. Right. <laughs> you know. Even if history. you don't value history, you still, you know, out of touch with a lot of things. But I say this is what we offer with this show. And we want to make sure that you guys are, uh, you know, you guys like it and give us your feedback. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. We're going to go on a quick break, and we'll be right back here on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the all-new weekend lineup of enlightening, encouraging, and empowering talk shows. Exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Now back to Before You Go with Nicole Franklin and Brian Monte on KBLA Talk 1580. Good morning, Los Angeles. <laughs> Good morning. We're Love here on um, Oscar weekend, and yeah. we've been talking about the documentary category because we have um, an Oscar nominee 
who's on who's this episode, Stanley Nelson. Stanley I just want to just give you a quick um, uh, idea of his competition. We have Ascension that's up. Um, okay. Attica, of course, Stanley Nelson and Tracy Curry. Flea, which is a beautiful mix of animation and uh, live action. Summer of Soul, if you haven't Summer heard that one, we have. Yeah. A, I have a friend on that one too. And Riding with Fire, about those fabulous women journalists in India. But we did talk to Stanley Nelson. Bryant, you asked him something that <laughs> right. I didn't want to jinx it, but, <laughs> but but go ahead. We'll play the clip. We'll play the clip. Okay, got to ask if you win. Let's say what the Academy Award. What will you say? <laughs> <laughs> Give give us a preview of your acceptance speech. I want. I, I, I think, I, I, I'm really thinking about my speech being, "Oh sh! I never expected this." <laughs> Something like that. You know? That's a good start. You know, That's a good start. I, 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 you know, I, I like I'm that. really not. I'm not. I, I, in, in some real way, I'm maybe you know, come the day, I'll I'll be sitting there trying to figure out you know what I'm going to say, but. I'm really, you know, I want to make sure I, I think Showtime, I think the prisoners, uh, I think the people who are in the film, I think the, the crew, but, uh, but you know, I, 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 I think that it, it, I'm not going to name too many names because if I name names and you know you You're forget people, you're in right. trouble. Yeah, you right. forget people, so I'm just gonna. But you know, look, one of the things that 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 is really true about about this is that it's it's really such an honor to be nominated. You know, it's and true. It really is, and and so much fun. And that, you know, Such an honor to yes, be nominated. Is. I know he's excited. I know we all are excited for the Oscars, right? Yes. I think of this course. year we are. <laughs> Look, come on. Just, it's it's hey, real. We it haven't real. been for a while. so Right. I'd love to go one day. I'd love to go. Yeah, we'll make that happen. <laughs> so if anybody has any tickets, you know, please think of us. Wouldn't that be nice? I think we'll walk ourselves in there one day. Yes, just as a you know eyewitness of what it's like. No, with a good project. Yep. Okay. Well, we're getting close to the end of this show. Can you believe it's already over? I'm I'm having fun. I'm getting warmed up, and we got to go already. I know. Oh well, wait before we go. <laughs> oh, that before we go part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We just we want to let you guys know awards are shiny, but having the communities all over the globe celebrating Black culture, um, this is what we're about, and we're glad that uh, the Oscars are recognizing that. But whatever, award yeah. smarts. Let's celebrate right. each other more often. Yeah, we should and support each other. That's the main thing. Well deserved for mm-hmm. sure. Yes, yes. So um, hang with us on Fridays, guys. Yes. <laughs> There's an alarm. Hang with us on Fridays and uh, download that KBLA Talk 1580 app. It's KBLA 1580. Download the app. Leave us a message uh, by pressing the open mic there. Yes, please do. And, of course, you got to stay tuned for Dominique DePrima. She's next with First Things First. Yeah. And... Before we go, we want to remind everyone that putting history on record is what makes a show like ours possible. Yes, so make sure you take the time to reach out and call your elders who carry so much history. There's no time like the present. What What a a gift. gift. Oh, we did it together. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.